Well, hello everybody or nobody. My name is Alex Worth and I am the founder of Clever Marketing, a digital marketing agency and more recently a chatbot agency called BotBoss. But this is the first episode in my podcast. This is episode one and it's called My Origin Story because if you're listening to this then you may be wondering why on earth why you should care less about what I have to offer. So my podcast in this episode is here to introduce myself, tell you a little bit about my story and to let you know that that in future episodes we're going to be talking about things like bots, funnels, uh, Facebook Messenger, Facebook ads, digital loyalty programs and how they are critical to your business success. So when I say business success, I'm talking about local businesses. I'm talking about your your golf courses, your restaurants, your um, beauty salons, uh, sorry, beauty salons, sorry. Uh, uh, and if you've got customers and you want more of those things, more of these beautiful things called customers, then this podcast in its future episodes is going to talk to you about how Facebook, Facebook Messenger, digital loyalty programs, sales funds can help you do exactly that. But to start with, you know, why should you care about what I'm saying? You know, maybe you sat in your headphones and thinking, Alex, you know, I don't know who you are. Why do I give two shits? But I started working for McDonald's um, when I was 16 years old. So I worked for McDonald's for 20 odd years and I did very well. Um, I climbed the ranks. I got my five stars. I got my yellow badge, my five stars. I worked fries. I served people. I said, do you want apple pie? You want fries or that? Do you want a large? I did all that. Um, you know, back when McDonald's wasn't a great company to work for. Big fan of it now. It's a great company to work for. Um, I've since left, obviously. And I'll tell you this story. But at the time, I, I, I'd met a wonderful uh, a wonderful girl, was in a great relationship, was doing very well, and was an operations director for McDonald's at this kind of the start of this story anyway. You know, we just bought a house and it was all going great. But the, the, the thing I remember about McDonald's and, and the best things about my kind of role there was was I love working with people um, I really enjoyed kind of helping and training and supporting people within that role to help them just be better I used to love chatting with customers I'm a real um, you know asking the right questions it's amazing what you can find out about people I mean as we may, maybe all know if we're in business not all customers are wonderful <laughs> you know some are pains in the ass but but from my experience dealing with the public dealing with customers helping um was was massively positive for me and I just loved getting involved with local charities courses football teams uh, and 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 speaking about that brand so I really really enjoyed that kind of side of the of the job but there was just somewhat niggling at me this this need um this this need to be an entrepreneur I felt just a little bit on me um, I got to this operations director kind of level within McDonald's and and and, and yet still there's something eating at me away to be um, that, that I just wanted to do more. I felt as though I wanted to get something done on my own. That itch that you kind of can't scratch until you take that leap uh, and start working for yourself. Just a little bit. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I started to look to do. I wanted to work for myself. I started to look around. If I'm being completely honest, I didn't look around for very long. Um, and at the time, I just made and what I now know was a silly decision, but I didn't know then. Uh, I, ju- I kind of jumped into this vibrant UK property market. Um, and so I stepped away from McDonald's, stepped away from this great job and all the security and everything that what kind of comes with that. 
you know, the pension scheme, the fancy car and the laptops and all that kind of stuff. And I said, no, I'm doing this on my own. So I jumped in to set up a sales and uh, rental agency uh, on my own. And I'm a limited company and I got cracking six, seven months. Everything was great. You know, you start to, if you're an entrepreneur yourself, if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, you'll know that working 10, 12, 14, 16 hours a day is pretty much normal. You're building your business. You want to put the effort in. It's just you. You know, you haven't got a boss to report into. It's just you. You've got to put the effort in. So I was doing this. Everything was going great. I was taking clients on and, um, you know, growing my customer base, getting more properties up for sale, more properties up for rent. Things are going great. And then I specifically remember uh, the kind of the beginning of the end, um, so to speak. And I was walking into, um, I was walking through Lee City Centre one morning to see a client of mine who owned an Italian restaurant. And it was about 7.30 on a Saturday morning. Uh, the gentleman wanted to see me at 8 o'clock. So I was uh, getting there nice and early and walking up a place called Brigitte uh, on Saturday morning at 7.30. And this is massive queue of people. And I thought, well, there's only McDonald's open because I've just bought my coffee from there. So I'm going to walk up to the meeting now. But so where, why are these people queuing? What on earth are they doing? And they were queuing outside a bank called Northern Rock. And uh, Northern Rock used to be a, you know, quite a prevalent bank in in the in the UK. And I thought it really strange. I thought, why is everybody queuing outside this bank at 7.30 in the morning? So I thought, well, I haven't got time to think about that. I went and did my meeting. Uh, I came out of the meeting and I went to a different uh, coffee place and actually I walked back down. Still a big queue of people. It's probably, probably half past nine, ten o'clock on a Saturday. I mean, banks aren't normally on on a Saturday, but this one was. Northern Rock was open and there were people inside it and there's a big queue of people outside. It, and they go, what, 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 what is going on here? Why is everybody? So I jumped on my phone, an old Nokia, you know, it's kind of pre-iPhone days. And I jumped on my phone and I thought, well, well I need to figure out. My, actually, not Nokia, sorry. I'm my bad. It was a BlackBerry. So I, jumped, I, I thought, well, I can check the news. So I've got this fancy BlackBerry, my business phone. So I jumped on and I checked the news. And, and, and it's just page after page of, of, of UK banking crisis, toxic debt, mortgage, Fred the Shred, Northern Rock's going under, what the government going And I'm thinking, oh, my God. Oh, my God, what's going on here? I was seven or eight months out of my 20-plus year job, giving up all that security. We've been working really hard. Things are going great. And now I'm shitting myself. Now I am worried. I'm going, what is going on here? And as this unfolded, I just worked hard and I kept an eye on it because I thought this directly impacts what my business is doing. I am in the property sector now and it is crashing down around my ears. I worked hard. I worked hard to keep my clients, but we couldn't sell houses. You know, we just couldn't sell it. I wasn't making the money. I was the year before. My business wasn't growing. I'm finding it difficult to get hold of customers. And so the business started to shrink and I was getting worried. I was getting worried. We just moved house. Uh, so me and my partner now, um, she's my wife now, thank God, but uh, my partner at the time, we were living together. We just got into a new house and we had mortgage payments. We had commitments to, to keep up to. It was, it, was, it, was, it was really worrying. The business was shrinking. I was really struggling and the money started to dry up. So I just didn't have the money to spend on advertising, on marketing um, for the property portals. I couldn't afford it. I wasn't getting more customers in. We weren't making sales. My cash flow just dried up. And then it stopped. And I'm left with no business, no job, huge amount of debt. Obviously, I borrowed right, left and centre trying to keep the business afloat. And me and my partner, uh, now wife at the time, sorry, now wife, partner at the time, um, I had to go home and I had to say, well, I haven't got a business. I can't, 
I can't pay the mortgage next month. And I'm on the phone with the mortgage lender saying, you know, what what, what can we do? Can we get a payment holiday? This kind of thing. If anybody's kind of been through this, you'll know this horrible feeling in your stomach. And I realized that I needed to get more finance in the business. I was going around banks, putting business plans together, going to funding circles and and lenders and banks with business plans saying, please back me, please back me. I've got this customer base. This is, But nobody wanted to touch it. It was in the property market. Yes, Alex, what? No problem. We'll look at your business plan. I'd make a meeting. I go to a, I go to a meeting in one bank in the morning, another bank at lunchtime, another bank in the afternoon, sitting with these people in these suits, going, "Look, here's my business plan. It's it's really solid. It's great. I need some money though. Please help me." And they were just going. The first question: What industry are you in? I'm in the property market. Can't help you. Not back after. Not back after. Not back after. Going home and telling my my partner that that, that I couldn't pay the mortgage. So. I'm sat there thinking, what, what on earth do I do? We can't pay the mortgage. We're going to lose the house. So things became even more serious. It's a really dark time, but even more serious for us at that point when she announced that she was pregnant with twins. And I'm thinking, what? It's the most amazing news and the most terrifying news all at the same time. I had no job. I had no business. And I had twins on the way. And I need to sort something out. So I had to take some action. I, I I just didn't quite know what to do. The business was failing. I had to realise that I couldn't put any more money in. I couldn't get any more money from anywhere. It would just not work. So I had to hand it over to an official receiver. And one of the darkest days of my life so far, I had to go and declare myself bankrupt. I couldn't pay anybody anything. I'd not been that low before. I'd gone from this successful uh, regional manager for McDonald's Lots of people underneath, uh, you know, following my leadership to this guy walking out of a uh, court in Huddersfield, actually, um, after having declared myself bankrupt. So I had to figure out what to do next. So I had kids on the way um, and we lost the house. So we, we, I lost the business. I lost the house. I didn't lose my wife, thank God. We had to move back to a flat within six days of moving out of the, what was supposed to be the family home. We moved back to a small flat and six, seven days, six, six and a half, seven days later, uh, I remember the kids were born. So at this darkest time in my life, these two beautiful creatures were born. And that really, really, really focused my mind. We had to buy uh, a crappy car. In fact, I had to buy it back from the official receiver, a crappy family car, which then broke. So my journey into this digital space really started with me taking a car into a garage um, when it packed up because I had to buy a shitty car, it's really cheap, took it to my friend uh, who owned a garage in Wakefield and um, I had to go see him, uh, he wasn't a good friend but I kind of knew the guy and I said, look I've, my car's knackered and I, I, I need it fixing because it's, you know, we move these twins around, we move these babies around in it and I can't afford it, I can't afford to fix it so it's just something I can do for you. I thought, well, he might be open to some kind of trade. And he was like, hmm, well, maybe, Alex. Um, maybe uh, I need some help with some SEO. Do you know how to do that? And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, do you know how to do that? I have no idea. But he said, well, I need some help with the website. I need some help with, with, with these Google business listings. And I need some help with SEO because I want more customers. So if you know somebody who can help me with that, then, then, then I've got someone. So I remember walking away. Uh, going back to the flat with the kids and, and the missus and saying, well, yeah, um, fuck it, I'll do it. And she said, well, you don't know how to do SEO. I said, no, I know I don't, but I can jump on Google and I can learn how to do SEO. 
you, but you don't know how to do anything to do with Google business listings or websites or anything like that. I said, yeah, I know. I know, but I've got kids here. I can't turn this down. I've got nothing right now. So I've got to start with something. And this guy's got money he wants to spend. And so to be perfectly honest, my, my, it sounds terrible, but, but my, it's absolutely true. My, my, my journey with a digital agency started with me blogging. A friend of mine and I went back to see him and said, look, Jason, I can do all that. And he went, what, really? I'd spent the night before brushing up on some headline stuff. I really had no idea. But I spent the night before I went to see him reading, 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 and getting some headline stuff down so that I felt like I could go back and show him, at least I could talk to him, that I knew what I was doing. Anyway, okay, great. Get on with it then. So we agreed a fee and and, and he started paying me. So whew, got some money coming in, you know, I can put some food in the table, food and bottles, I guess, for the kids and the babies at the time. And I started that journey and I upskilled myself rapidly. So I went through all the Google's kind of uh, university type stuff, their training programs on SEO and how to set websites up, their Google pay-per-click stuff. I went through all of that and I was thumping through this stuff at a rapid rate because my family uh, depended on me doing that. I had to be able to deliver results. I know I'd blagged it to start with, but I had to. And so I did. I got my head in the game and I started to really have, see some success with my mate's garage. He then recommended me to somebody else because I got him some results. I tidied his website up. I had uh, improved his rankings. I'd get him phone calls to his Google business listing and he started recommending me to other garage friends. So I started doing some work with those guys. And then he knew, you know, one of his friends knew somebody else had a restaurant and so it grew. So I started taking more clients and I got that client results and then I moved on and then I got that client results and I started to build up a business, my second business. And I thought, well, this is better. I'm really enjoying this. I enjoy learning new stuff. I'm still helping people, which I really like from McDonald's. So everything was going great. I thought the kids have settled stuff down. And then Google changed an algorithm. So they just woke up one day to Google and said, no, 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 we're changing this. We now need this from an SEO point of view. Forget what you knew before. We now need this. So Google started slapping my clients' websites. So, you know, what do you think happened? Well, yeah. Clients are phoning me. They're going, Alex, I've been spending money with you for months. Months, years in some cases. A lot of money. And you've done a great job. But now my rankings are falling. What is going on? What are you going to do to fix it? If I'm on the end of the phone, phone call after phone call, going from position of getting better results for people to them on the phone saying to me, Alex, what are you going to do about this? My rankings have dropped. My rankings have dropped. I'm not paying you until you get my rankings back. And I'm trying to explain to them that it's Google that slapped and Google changed the algorithm, but they weren't happy. They were not happy. I was losing customers. I was losing money. I had commitments to the family and oh my God, I'm on this downward spiral again. I'm doing it again. I'm failing again. I'm not good enough again. So you kind of feel, well, fuck it. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to go back to work. I'm going to stop. I can't do this. These things going through your head. I can't do this. But I couldn't stop. I couldn't do that. I was going home. I had twin daughters. I had a partner at home, mum at home to feed. I had the kids to support. So I can't give up. You know, you think about it, but then you realise who's looking. Your kids are looking at you. Your wife's looking at you. You can't give up. It's not you feel like you want to, or I did. 
but I couldn't. So I had to go do some soul searching. I had to think about, well, what is it I need to do? How do I get ahead, you know, so that I can better serve my clients? What can I do? How do I get ahead of the curve where my customers won't get slapped and I can build something sustainable? So I was digging around on Facebook um, in the flat on, on my desktop computer one day and came across a uh, um, Facebook's developer conference. This is probably in around 2016. So, And the head of the messenger platform for Facebook is up on stage and he's talking about, oh, we're doing this. And I'm thinking, this is just for nerds. Is this, this is, but I was interested. It grabbed my attention watching it. And he's saying he's going to open up the API. What the hell is an API? But I understood that if Facebook were going to change something on their messenger platform, that affects millions of people and millions of businesses that have Facebook pages. But to be honest, even at that point, the penny didn't really drop and I didn't really follow it up. And then I'd gone across to see, uh, a couple of weeks later, maybe I'd gone across to see a client of mine in York um, who'd stayed with me. And I'd gone across to see him and I was on my way back on a on a Thursday afternoon on a train from York to Leeds. It's about a 40 minute drive and I get served an advert in my Facebook feed. And that advert was from a guy called David Sambo, uh, who I am still uh, working with now. And his video was advertising a webinar. And so I thought, I'm going to jump on this webinar. And so I did. Train from York, I thought, he's talking about messenger bots. And I'm thinking, oh, I've heard that phrase before somewhere. And I'd heard it on the um, on the train, uh, sorry, on the, uh, on the Facebook developers conference. And he starts going through his webinar and he's showing me how bots can work for local businesses, bricks and mortar businesses, how they can help with bookings, how they can help with customer attraction, how they can help with customer retention, how they can build lists of subscribers and get these phenomenal opening rates, how they can showcase products like cars or, or, or hair treatments or, or golf course packages he was showing. He showed how they run competitions, how they how they integrate with digital wallet, mobile wallet loyalty programs, how they can take take payments to help grow sales, how they can promote events and do event tickets. And the list went on and on and on. And my head was just blown. I'd gone from this place of thinking I just need to I just need to work harder. I need to figure out this SEO thing to um, to to realizing the size of this opportunity with messenger bots and what they meant to local businesses. So within 40 minutes of a webinar, I got on a train in York, not knowing what to do. I got off the train in Leeds and knew exactly where I needed to spend my time, exactly what I wanted to do and what I needed to do to get ahead of this curve in the digital marketing space. So I started to learn again. I started to go through the same process I'd done when I blagged the 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 the, the garage owner initially. I, I I started to learn. I started to upskill myself on these messenger bots, on upskilling myself on Facebook ads, upskilling myself on the mobile wallet software. And I started to build demos. I was learning. I was doing the courses that maybe some David Sambor were providing or ManyChat, the bot platform was providing, or Facebook have got an entire university on, on, on how to run ads effectively. There's so much content. So I was building demos, testing them, building demos, testing them. I built a demo for a car garage. I built a demo for a beautician's. I built a demo for a restaurant. And I was test, test, test. And then I thought, right, I've got to put this in front of somebody. I've got to prove this concept 
yes, it's all right online saying, yeah, you know, people telling you this is great, this is great, you can sell this, you can charge that. But until you actually walk into a restaurant or you walk into a car garage or you walk into a gym and you say, hi, my name's Alex, I've got this. And you show them it and you say, what do you think? They loved it. They loved it. Business after business. They were just blown away by it. Running demos with scan codes and the bots firing inside of Facebook Messenger on their phones. They loved it. And I was vindicated. I was, I, I can't tell you how happy I was. Because I had no idea whether it was going to work. I didn't know how to do it when I started this journey. But I had upskilled and built and tested and demoed. And then my proof, my validation was in the fact that these businesses loved it. I started demoing uh, messenger bots, Facebook ads, digital loyalty programs like like Starbucks and Costa Coffee run via the wallet app on your phone, and they just loved it. So that kind of closed off that journey and, and, and brings you guys up to speed as to the start of my new journey. So this is my new bot agency. I'm building bots, I'm running Facebook ads, and I'm running mobile wallet Loyalty programs to help people with customer lifetime value. Principal McDonald's used to teach me. It costs three times more to get a new customer than it does to get your existing one to spend some money. It all started to fit for me. And I'm right at the start of that journey. So this, I can now provide for my family. My girls are doing great. And I'm right at the start of this journey. So my podcast, this is the first episode. If uh, anybody is still listening. You know, I I can do this. I am good enough. I am working and building this bot agency. And this podcast, I'm going to take anybody that wants to listen through my journey. I might be talking shit. I might be talking about bots, sales funnels, loyalty programs, Facebook ads or whatever. But it's all about what it can do for your local business. I don't care what your business is. If you've got customers, if you have customers in your business and you want to better, better leverage your relationships, build deeper relationships with your customers, get them back to spend more money. Maybe you want more customers. Then I fundamentally know that that's the right platforms that you should be leveraging in 2019. So hopefully this podcast, I'm going to offer value to my customers um, and hopefully my future customers, maybe, uh, if you're interested. So, okay, that's me. That's Alex. That's Bot Boss. Um, my story so i'm looking forward to my next chapter and i'm looking forward to episode two of my podcast thanks for listening i'll speak to you soon